today comes from John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. Listen for the word of God. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Spirit, which believers and him were to receive. Our Pentecost scripture comes from the book of Acts, excuse me, uh, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2. Listen to the word of God. When the day of Pentecost had come, the disciples were together in one place. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like a rush of a mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they appeared to them tongues as a fire distributed and resting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now the word dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men and women from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one heard them speaking, the disciples speaking in their own language. And they were amazed and they wondered, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? So how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors of Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And they were all amazed. But others mocked them, saying, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed the men, Men of Judea, and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and give me your ears, for these men are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. And later it might be so, but it's too early. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Yea, and on my manservants and on my maidservants in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Pentecost. First of all, a little bit of history. Anybody know what Pentecost used to mean? It was a festival. Penta. Anybody know? Penta with an A is five. So Pentagon, Pentagram, Pent you know, those things. Penta with an E means fifty. So this is a really fancy name for saying 50 days after, you know, 
Passover. Yeah. 50 days after Passover is this celebration in the Jewish calendar. And so the Jewish people were together, they were gathered, and the disciples, who remembered what the disciples were doing? Hiding. That's it. That's exactly right. These men of faith, these devout creatures of passion for the gospel, were in a locked room. They were up and they were praying because Jesus said, you know, right now you're not ready. You're not ready. There's nothing you can do on your own. You feel that? Nothing you can do on your own. It's actually a good thing that I leave. Because then the Holy Spirit will come and the Holy Spirit will lead you. Didn't sound like good advice at the time. Didn't sound like good news. I'm sure. This is such good news, and they have such hope and faith and conviction and promise that they're in a room upstairs, and the door is locked. It's dead bolted. If they could have, they would have double dead bolted it. And suddenly there were, it says, the scriptures say there were light tongues of fire, and there was a wind, and suddenly they just they just go out into the street and they start proclaiming the goodness of God. And they're given all these different languages. And here's an interesting thing about those who really are into uh, speaking in tongues. In Acts, you speak in tongues not so everyone else doesn't know what the heck you're talking about. But so that the people who were there can actually hear in their own language, so that they may hear and understand. And there were some who said, this is really cool. God's here. This is awesome. And there were others who said, what? These guys aren't hammered. <laughs> They've been in the bag all night. And Peter said, Peter doesn't, here's what Peter doesn't do. Peter doesn't get offended. He doesn't say, we are men of God, we don't drink. He says, it's too early. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning, it's only the third hour of the day. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. I will pour out my spirit on everyone. Baby servants, man servants. This is like we're having to use the, our, our few, um, our few Bibles are the, the original artists that got translated into the New Revised Standard Version, uh, which I didn't have up there, so you got to go stuff today. Um, but it's, this is what we do. And so now we have this historical record of an event that happened 2,000 years ago, and how do we access that? How do we get at that? Have you ever had somebody who had an epiphany? They just they, they figured something out for their life, and they said, I wrote it all down. And they tell you this amazing insight they had. 
and they sound like a crazy person. I have a good friend. My best friend is a federal judge. He was a very, very important and powerful lawyer, and he became nominated to the He's a federal judge, and he went to this experience, and I had to share what happened to me. Now, look around, the man had snapped his head. Because something happened that you can't put into words. You just can't. And so we use symbols to talk about the fact that we can't put it into words. Who remembers the story of Jesus' baptism? I mean, you don't have to be there. You don't have to be Andrew. I don't know Andrew's probably there. <laughs> Andrew, tell us the story of what really happened. I'm sorry. But it says Jesus went to the Jordan, and he met John the Baptist, and John baptized Jesus. And Jesus comes out of the water, and they look up, and then what do they see? And well, it says the Spirit descended like a dove. Now, if everyone looked up, would they have seen a bird? Probably not, right? But the dove is a symbol of what? I'm not working. I haven't worked you very hard lately. This is my time to get back at you. Peace. Peace. Dog is a sign of peace. And this it's a powerful symbol of innocence and peace. And and so when it said, how do you describe something that happened that probably if CNN was there and looked up to the sky, they wouldn't have seen anything. And yet something happened. Something happened. The spirit descended like a dove. A dove becomes a symbol of peace. The spirit blew in and it drove everyone out. It was like tongues of flame. I mean, if you really want to cartoon this, you can see people holding on to their, their behinds and they're getting licked by flames, which would be a pretty silly cartoon. But I, I really don't think that there was actual flames. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta get the surgical. I'm sure there weren't actual flames, but the spirit was like tongues of flame. How do you communicate something that happened that you can't communicate? We use these symbols, and sometimes Phil and I were talking before the service. Sorry to dry dry on this stuff, but. We were, I, was, I was talking with Bill, who's a scientist, about 40%, according to the new poll, 40% of Americans believe in creationism. Seriously? Do you understand your own text? No. These texts were written by people to make sense of their world, to say, how is God acting in our world? When he says, like, and then you say, I believe there was a bird, and it came down. That's why when we do the Trinity, it's two men and a bird, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If you've ever seen a depiction of the Holy Trinity in, in art, it's always two men and a bird. Yeah. It's like, you're supposed to believe this? We want intelligent, rational people 
who are making whatever they're making and doing important things in their life to come in and say, this is what God looks like. Two men and a bird. And if you don't believe it, you got to leave. Like how to go. These are ways that we're trying to express what God would be like. So now I want to talk about what I want you to share with one another because this Pentecost moment happens in our lives. I want you to get vulnerable with one another and say a moment that happened that you just don't know how words to describe. It could be the birth of your child. It could be falling in love. It could be finding a church that actually had a pastor's craziness to make you be vulnerable. What's an experience? You shared one this morning. Jen shared one this morning. If you've ever been with somebody who transitions from this world to the next, it's a holy experience. And you see them, and they, and they when you see them, they're, they're, there's a point where they're walking in both worlds. And they start walking more in that other world and less in this world. And you can actually watch it happen if you've got hospice. Unbelievably beautiful thing. And there really is no way other than what Jen did to describe the holiness of that moment. Other than that the Spirit was there. That's what Jen did today. Anybody? Now I wonder later on, 
who has your private car across the interstate? <laughs>
joy of hope. Um, we all have them. And we're taught to dismiss them in the face of larger things that tend to be yucky in our lives. And I want you to hold on to those when they happen. So cling to them. But just thank them and say, this is part of my soul Thank you.